Grace and peace be yours in abundance through the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. That was a greeting that the Apostle Peter gave in his second letter. We read again our epistle reading, 2 Peter verses, chapter 1, verses 1 to 4. Simon Peter, a servant and apostle of Jesus Christ, to those who through the righteousness of our God and Savior Jesus Christ have received a faith as precious as ours. Grace and peace be yours in abundance through the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. His divine power has given us everything we need for a godly life through our knowledge of him who called us by his own glory and goodness. Through these he has given us his very great and precious promises so that through them you may participate in the divine nature, having escaped the corruption in the world caused by evil desires. Faith Builders is our theme for this month. This weekend, this is the faith that God built. Fourth of July. Time for baseball, apple pie, and Chevrolet. At least the old advertisement used to go. Another old baseball saying, this is the house that Ruth built. Now, Babe Ruth, uh, the baseball player, not, not the candy bar, that is. I don't know a lot about the Yankees and probably less about Babe Ruth, but what I do know is that he was one of the greatest baseball players of all time. For many, many years, the uh, leading home run hitter. Because of his fame and, and other Yankees, I guess, they have become a very popular baseball team. And supposedly, the very, very large baseball stadium that the Yankees played in was built, at least the saying goes, this is the house that Ruth built. Now, sadly, that house has met the wrecking bar. That stadium no longer exists. I'm sure for those faithful people who lived at that time were sad about that. But not near as sad as those who faith is being weakened, their, their house of faith, because there are house of faith wreckers. We want to learn a little bit more about them as we think about faith builders. This is the house, this is the faith, the house of faith that God built. Now, the Apostle Peter was very concerned about the spiritual health, the faith of the Christians to whom he wrote these two letters. Now, we do not know exactly who the letters were written to, either the town or the church. That's why we, we call them general epistles or general letters. The information contained then often is, is more useful for others besides those that lived at that time, which includes you and me. So Peter would say to us, how is your house of faith? Peter warns about the ongoing dangers of becoming spiritually rotten. He writes, 
having escaped the corruption in the world. There's nothing worse than rotten. Now, my peaches are just coming in. And are they ever delicious? Nothing better than to go out and look at a, a, a tree filled with beautiful peaches. And, and you can just smell the aroma of the ripening peaches. You, you raise your hand, you know, to, to see if it, it's ready just to fall off into your hands. And one does, and then the bottom is rot. Yuck. Nothing worse than a rotten peach. So, dear friends, Peter reminds us, living in this world full of corruption, that there's a lot of, of rot there also. Rot that would attack our house of faith. Now, a rotten peach, if it touches another peach, soon that peach is rotten too. So the warning, of course, for us today is be careful who we hang around. Be careful what kinds of things we do. We hang around with rotten peaches, and chances are that rot will rub off on us also. Well, equally, this, equally disgusting is to bite into one of these, these peaches, these ripe peaches with juice running down the sides of your mouth and looking, and there's a worm. <sighs> See, you homeowners know how dangerous some insects can be, specifically termites, right? Termites want to destroy the inside, the wood of your homes. Sadly, there are also spiritual termites that want to ruin our house of faith. Spiritual termites that are ready and willing to destroy. See, the problem with termites, I guess, often is you don't see them until their damage is already done. See, sadly, each one of us have, if you will, spiritual termites inside of us, eating at our house of faith. We call that our, our sinful nature. It was true for those to whom Peter wrote this first letter specifically, and true about each one of us also. Peter reminds us of that when he says, having escaped the corruption caused by evil desires. He's talking about evil desires in his readers, the evil desires in us. See, the spiritual records of our homes of faith include the corruption of this world, include our sinful nature, and also then comes along unlicensed, shoddy, spiritual builders. Peter's greetings gives us an early warning where he says, Grace and peace be yours in abundance through the knowledge of God and our Lord Jesus. The phrase, in abundance through the knowledge, for them would cry out, beware. See, the phrase literally translated to read, Grace and peace be yours, multiplied in correct and full knowledge. Correct and full knowledge. See, that was important because there were these unshoddy, unlicensed spiritual builders out there. They were not licensed or approved by Jesus Christ. They were selling a line of spiritual materials that were worthless that were dangerous, that were faulty, that were wrong. It went sort of like this. Their lying tongues were telling the Christians 
that if you only believe what people like Peter and Paul told you, then you don't know the whole story. See, they, they, pro, they claim to have secret knowledge that only they had. And you had to come to them to hear that knowledge and to find out about that. Sadly, that so-called secret knowledge was nothing but lies. Undermining the spiritual homes of believers. So Peter says, danger. Danger, don't listen to them. If they don't, what they say do not match up with what you have heard from God's word from their mouths, then, then don't listen. See, Paul would, would, Peter would say the same thing to us today. He'd say, dear Christians, be careful whom you listen to. There are still, though, those, those shoddy spiritual builders out there that speak nothing but lies. Listen to what they say. Don't believe it. Have you listened to any of them lately? I think you've heard it. Heard people who say, well, you believe in Jesus Christ, you think that's enough to be saved? Oh, no, you have to add things. Add works. Not true, the Bible says, right? We are saved by faith in Christ alone. Our good works are our way of saying thank you, not of earning anything for us. Or here, you maybe have heard them lately saying that any lifestyle, no matter if it's, if it's forbidden by God's word, is okay and loving. And we should tolerate that. Peter says, dangerous. They are knocking out the two-by-fours of God's spiritual house. Maybe you've heard them say, on a day like today, when we are celebrating the Lord's Supper, that Paul's restrictions as to who is ready to receive it are old-fashioned, outdated, and closed-minded. Well, Another foundational stone is, is, is being wiggled there. Dangerous for us. Or maybe it's like those TV remodeling shows. Lots of them out there now. And for some reason, there's this desire to knock out walls, to make things more open. So they knock out a wall, and it turns out to be a supporting, load-bearing wall, and they wonder why the floors are sagging rather than looking at the architectural plans first. Danger. The world out there, Satan himself, our sinful flesh, works against us. Beware of people who say, we have a, a simpler way, an easier way, a unique way of building or maintaining your spiritual house, other than God's word, other than that Bible that you read and listen to. Beware of what they're trying to sell. Repent when you do listen to them, or when you follow their so-called newfangled, unlicensed so-called spiritual building ways. And then, once again, open up God's perfect plans as found in his word, the Bible. And engage the house of faith builders. We have one here, one particular workman, 
Simon Peter, a servant and apostle of Jesus Christ. Peter, the servant of Jesus. Literally, he calls himself a slave. Why a slave? Well, it's like those, those TV shows or movies, right, where somebody rescues a person, saves them from death, and that person then obligates themselves to the one who saved them, becomes their, their slave, if you will. Well, Jesus Christ went to the cross for Peter. And there he took Peter's sins and suffered the punishment of hell for Peter. He purchased him. He, he took him from the claws of Satan. So out of love and thankfulness, Peter then served Jesus. A willing and grateful slave, yes, but one with a commission, a great commission as an apostle. An apostle was a spokesman for Jesus Christ, sharing that gospel message. To whom was he to share that message? Well, other home dwellers as well. To those who, through the righteousness of our God and Savior, Jesus Christ, to those receiving this letter the first time, to those who read it, to those who hear about it today, Peter was sent to share this good news with us. To those who have that same spiritual bank, if you will, that's source of home ownership. To those who through the righteousness of our God and Savior Jesus Christ have received a faith as precious as ours. You may have a lot of things in this life that you value. And a home, if you own one, is probably one of them. Nothing more valuable than that spiritual house of faith that God has given to us. And who is this God? Peter calls Jesus Christ both God and Savior. Because that is what he is, and that is what the Bible tells us. See, there's nothing more valuable in this life and the next than the faith that you have received through the working of the Holy Spirit. Changed you, rescued you, saved you. And now you believe. And now you trust in Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. You rely on him to build that house, to keep that house strong, to preserve it against anything that might come your way. And in a special, unique way, God sees our house, sees us as perfect because of Jesus. And boy, is this house ever furnished. Face home furnishing. Grace and peace be yours in abundance through the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. Because of this clear, full, and complete knowledge the Bible contains and reveals, each spiritual house, each of us have been, giving, been given God's grace. That undeserved love has been giving us peace, peace with God. We no longer have a God who is angry at us, who wants to, to hurt us, who wants to punish us, no vengeful God, no frightening present or future. See, Jesus took all those things upon himself and has given us peace. Feel that peace. Now, for hopefully many of you, you can remember a time when home meant a peaceful surrounding. 
Maybe it was when you were growing up. Maybe it's the home that you're in right now. But when you into that house, when you open that door, all of a sudden the, the worries and troubles of this world seem to dissipate. You're in, in, a, in a place of total acceptance. A place where those who are there love you. No matter what your little quirks and, and idiosyncrasies are, see, feel that home. That, that's how God thinks of us. That's the home he has prepared for us. Live in that home, that house of faith. Live under that peace. You are truly home with Jesus. And just look at that face home's utilities. We read, his divine power has given us everything we need for a godly life through our knowledge of him who called us by his own glory and goodness. Our source of power to fight off the invaders to fight off Satan himself has been given to us by God, by Jesus Christ, the power that he has. We live in a sin-darkened world, but Jesus turns on the light, the light of the gospel, the light of God's love for us through his divine power. How do we know this? Again, that, that same concept, that word knowledge, through a full, clear, and complete knowledge as revealed in God's word. And look at Faith's home warranty. Through these he has given us his very great and precious promises, so that through them you may participate in the divine nature. When trying to get a loan on a house, the lender will most often demand a home inspection to see if there are any major deficiencies. I mean, the last homeowner's word just doesn't uh, cover it. It just isn't enough. Dear friends, the condition of our spiritual home, because of Jesus, is just amazing. His very great and precious promises enable us to be, in some amazing, astounding way, connected to his divine nature. We are partners with God. He has paid our home mortgage. And now we are ready to live with him every day on this earth and forever in eternity. Faith builders, this, your faith, is the faith that God has built. Better than any candy bar or a ripe peach. Amen.